Welcome to Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. That's Heath Cummings. We're coming to you live from the Quicken Loan Studios. National mortgage lender, Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Heath Cummings, how are you doing tonight? What a phenomenal week of football that we've got coming up. It's a huge week for fantasy owners getting closer to the fantasy playoffs, and we have some enormous games. We do have some enormous games. It's week 11. There are six teams on a bye, and we are going to help you set your lineups for this very important fantasy football week as the playoffs are getting ever so closely. You can call us up all throughout the next two hours at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. Heath alluded to this. That's a big week with a lot of fantastic games. We'll go through a couple of the games quickly here and uh, go over some of the injuries that we're looking at for Week 11. So I wrote down there's six games uh, that kind of jump out as Interesting ones for fantasy owners, certainly interesting ones for the NFL viewing audience. I'm going to go kind of in chronological order. We'll save the best for last, which is obviously the Monday night game between the Chiefs and the Rams. Let's start with Tennessee and the Colts. Uh, great defense so far this season for the Titans. Great offense so far this season for the Colts, certainly of late. Your thoughts on the fantasy implications for this one? This is one of many games this week that scares me as somebody is supposed to tell people what to do <laughs> with their fantasy lineups because right. the Titans' defense has been phenomenal. Number one scoring defense in the league so far. Been very good against running backs. You've been able to pass on them just a little bit. I think you have to view Andrew Luck as a guy you're probably starting. I just don't feel great about starting him. He's a top 12 quarterback for me this week. Marlon Mack kind of in that same situation. The usage he's gotten since he's been able to stay healthy. You're starting him. You're starting T.Y. Hilton. It's the Titans that are really interesting. Corey Davis had the breakout that we've been waiting two years for last week. Mm -hmm. Now he gets a great matchup against the Colts. He's a top 15 wide receiver, and Mariota's a streaming option at quarterback. I'm going to disagree with you on luck. I think he is going to have success against this defense. There have been three quarterbacks that have been above 23 fantasy points against the Titans. They really faced four good quarterbacks. The one that they fell below that number was Tom Brady. It was last week, but Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers, Deshaun Watson all had good fantasy performances against this defense. I think Luck will also, but uh, we'll find out how that goes tomorrow. Pittsburgh has revenge on the mind facing the Jaguars. Jaguars, obviously, have been struggling of late. Steelers are on a roll, but we know what happened last year. They punched the Steelers in the mouth twice, once in the regular season, which was awful for Ben Roethlisberger with five interceptions. Much better game from a fantasy perspective in the playoffs, but again, nobody really benefited from that. So what do we see here with the third game in the last two years between these two teams? I think Jacksonville's the easy side of this game. Leonard Fournette's a, a number two running back and probably a low end one at that. You might consider starting T.Y. Hilton, T.J. Yeldon in PPR mm -hmm. as a flex, but other than that, you just stay away from Jacksonville. Pittsburgh's where it gets interesting. James Conner, the receivers must start. Ben, another quarterback we'll disagree on. I, I think in Jacksonville, that defense is probably going to show up one more time, and Ben's a tough guy to trust. I understand if you have to start him. There aren't a lot of streamers I'd start over him, but I don't love him this week. I don't love him either. He is 10th uh, for me. I think he's, what, 13th for you last right. time we had this yep. conversation uh, during our CBS Sports HQ programming during the week. Um I just th – th there's two sides of this. One, you have Roethlisberger, who actually has played well on the road this year. His last three games, he's been over 20 fantasy points. But to your point about the Jaguars' defense at home, this is the first time, I think, since week two that they've had their entire defense healthy with A.J. Bouye coming back. So uh, we'll see how that tends to uh, you know impact them, although they've just looked awful the last few weeks. Um, just reiterate uh, what you said about Leonard Fournette being a low-end starting option because I think a lot of people are looking at him as a high-end starting option. Listen, the touches last week were awesome, and if he continues to get five catches a week, then we're gonna have to, I'll, I'll reevaluate. But 
He has been so inefficient as a runner. The Jacksonville Jaguars just lost their starting center. That's going to be a big deal. And the Steelers have been one of the best run defenses in the NFL. So I'm a little bit worried about Fournette. He seems to me like a touchdown-dependent number two running back. Although the five catches were nice last week. Yeah. That's something that if they can do that again, he'll certainly be a little bit more easier to trust. But I think most people are going to start him, whether you have him as a number two, number one. He's going to be in your lineup with six teams on a bye. Philadelphia goes to New Orleans. This is a big game for the Eagles because they are watching their playoff hopes kind of slip away from them a little bit. I think they're still going to have a chance to win the NFC East, but wild card implications are, are certainly abound here. And then the Saints trying to uh, stay in the lead in the NFC as the best team there, also staying in the lead in the NFC South. How do you see this game going? This one's much easier, much more fun. You just start everybody. It's going to be a lot of fun. I and mean, you don't start the Eagles running backs. That's the one place where you've got a little bit of concern. Josh Adams is the guy we're excited about, and Doug Peterson's given us some reason to think that he's going to get more work. I'm going to have to see it first. I want to have Adams on my bench. I don't want to have him in my lineup. And then Golden Tate's kind of a similar situation. We, he played 18 snaps, I think, mm -hmm. in their first game with the team. Doug Peterson, again, has indicated he's, we're going to get him more involved. I think he's a good DFS play because no one's going to play him. Right. I don't want to have him in my lineup until I see him, them actually use him. Yes, and if he plays 19 snaps, Doug Peterson is actually right in what he said, <laughs> but that will not necessarily help his fantasy value. Uh, for the Saints, two guys I want to ask you about. Mark Ingram, who's been a little bit up and down since he's returned from the four-game suspension, and Traquan Smith, who's been good at home in terms of his touchdown production, but obviously not good anywhere else. I like Mark Ingram quite a bit as a number two running back. This is a good Eagles run defense. I think the Saints, though, score enough points in this game that Matt Ingram's going to find success. Traquan Smith has enormous upside, and this Eagles secondary is the way that you attack them. They can give up the big plays. I think he has huge big play upside. There's not a lot of floor there, though. That's he right. might get two or three targets in the game, and you'd be completely disappointed. Last time we were excited about him, I think he had zero. So. Yeah, but again, you know, he's played two home games since Ted Ginn has gone down. He scored three touchdowns in those two home games. I agree with you. The place to attack the Eagles is in their secondary. I think he's a great DFS tournament play. Oh, for sure. If he hits, which I think he will, uh, then you're going to be in line for a lot of production, and he's very cheap on either FanDuel or DraftKings. Minnesota and Chicago, obviously one of the biggest games of the week. Sunday Night Football, NFC North, uh, division implications on the line here. What do you like about this one or maybe lack thereof? Yeah, this is another one that scares me. When we talked about with the Colts and Titans, it was a good offense against a good defense. This is two good offenses against two good defenses. It's hard to sit these guys, but it's hard to start them against the Vikings and Bears defenses. I don't want to start either quarterback. I'm Dalvin Cook's my favorite running back, but Tariq Cohen and PPR I'm really pretty okay with as a number two. I don't think you can trust any of the Bears wide receivers, and you don't have any choice but to start the Vikings. So it's it's going to be an interesting game because I could ab actually see this game turning into a shootout. I could also see it being like a 16-13 field goal fest. Yeah, I think it's going to be more of the latter. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points per se, but uh, you mentioned the Vikings receivers. We got good news that Adam Thielen practiced on Friday. He's going to be good to go. And then for the Bears, a little bit of a surprise. They activated Adam Shaheen off of IR. You Awful. said you <laughs> said before we went on the air when I, when I mentioned this to you, great, another mouth to feed in this offense. But I don't think this is necessarily going to impact the guys for this particular week, maybe outside of a couple of red zone plays. But we'll see what Adam Shaheen does. Maybe someone to put on your scout team just in case he does become something for the Chicago offense. And then the game that's certainly the highlight of the week, uh, I know from, again, a fantasy standpoint, but also as an NFL fan, we've been talking about this game for weeks. The Chiefs, the Rams, it is in Los Angeles. For those of you that have not been paying attention, the game was moved from Mexico City because of the field conditions there, which I think we're all thankful of from a play standpoint because the last thing we want to see was anybody suffer any needless injuries. Is there anybody you're sitting here? And I, I will say before we get into this, uh, Sammy Watkins did not practice on Saturday, which is big because probably not going to play on Monday. 
Yeah, I don't think he's going to play. If you've got him on your roster and you don't really have another option, there are a couple of guys that you can add and just use as, as a stopgap. Josh Reynolds is a very good sleeper for this week, and he's still available in a lot of leagues in CBS and other sites. I, he's not going to be reliable, but he's definitely has some touchdown upside in a game where the highest over-under in the history of over-unders that we've kept track of. And then I do think that there's a little bit of sleeper appeal for Chris Conley. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey are going to do most of the heavy lifting in this passing game. You'll see Kareem Hunt involved a lot as well. But they're going to need somebody else, and the Rams haven't covered anybody recently. That's very true, and uh, we'll see if uh, both these quarterbacks can live up to high expectations uh, I have him in my top five. I'm assuming you do as well for both T- top three, yeah. Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes. We're going to talk a lot more about the NFL schedule. I just wanted to kind of get into this to start the show. And please continue to call us at 855-212-4CBS. This is 855-212-4227. We'll go out to the phone lines now, and we'll start with Kenny in California. Kenny, what's your question for us tonight on Fantasy Football? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I was playing a half-point PPR league and um, struggling between Tariq Cohen and Mark Ingram for my flex, and I already have Kamara, so I'm not sure what to do. All right, Heath, half PPR, Tariq Cohen or Mark Ingram at the flex spot? I actually like Mark Ingram just a little bit more than Tariq Cohen, even in PPR, and both of these guys have some risk. We've seen them completely disappear from games before. They have huge upside as well. I just think the the, the points scored in that Saints-Eagles game, we expect to be so much higher, much higher touchdown odds for Ingram than there is for Cohen, and so in a half PPR, I'd, I'd lean pretty strongly towards Ingram. Full PPR, I would go with Cohen. I'm going to agree with you in half PPR. The one thing, though, you mentioned this, the way to attack the Eagles is through the air. Last time we saw Mark Ingram at home in what was a high-scoring affair, he fumbled and was not that great. But uh, I, the one thing that may sway Kenny, if he wants to, is since he does have Kamara, maybe break it up and go with three Cohen. So if you want to just avoid the Saints headache, because sometimes, as we saw in that game against the Rams, could be a little bit of a headache. Uh, but again, you have great options there, so kudos to you. Don in Florida, you're on Ion Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I got a two-flex I need in full PPR. Uh, Josh Reynolds, Chris Godwin, Josh Adams, and Maurice Harris. And um, I gave up Devontae Adams and Breda for Hunt. Um, is that a terrible trade or... No, I don't think it's a terrible trade. I think um, it's a good trade. It's a good trade. I mean, you maybe gave up a little bit just because Ibrita continues to do what he did in his last game against the Giants. But, you know, you're getting a, a star running back. So um, kudos to you for getting Kareem Hunt. All right, so you need two flexes in PPR out of Josh Reynolds, Chris Godwin, Josh Adams, and Maurice Harris. And I listen, Godwin was a guy that didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday but then got on a full practice on Friday. He's listed as questionable. We expect he's going to play as long as he's active. I'm going with Maurice Harris, no Jamison Crowder, no Chris Thompson there in Washington, and Chris Godwin because it's PPR. I would actually lean towards Adams and non-PPR, but I'll go with Harris and Godwin. Not Josh Reynolds. I'm not, I am I think there's a good chance that Josh Reynolds gets a red zone target and scores a touchdown, but I don't think he's going to have very many catches next game. I would agree. Godwin and Harris are the way to go, so good luck to you, Don. Next we go to Josh in Dallas. What's your question for us on Eye on Fantasy Football? Hey, fellas. I need two in a, a two flex and a PPR. And I got uh, Shepard, Sterling Shepard, Sutton, Christian Kirk, Anthony Miller, and Traquan Smith. And also, should my choices change based on the fact that I had MSV and Jimmy Graham both go Thursday night? 
All right, so you're obviously going to be chasing some points there because two of the guys in your lineups uh, in your lineup uh, were not very good. Valdez Gantling one catch on three targets, and Jimmy Graham did really next to nothing because of that thumb injury. By the way, Jimmy Graham expected to miss about a month uh, with that injury, so you're going to be chasing uh, tight end on the waiver wire this week, Josh, as well as many others. So two flexes in a PPR league, Keith, out of Sterling Shepard, Cortland Sutton, Christian Kirk, Anthony Miller, and Traquan Smith. Yeah, I've got Shepard as the clear number one option here. I think he's he didn't do much last week, but I still feel like he has the most upside and the most floor out of this group in a great matchup against Tampa Bay. I actually have Miller ranked the highest, but he does not have the upside of Traquan Smith. So yeah. if you're in that big of a hole and you're looking for upside, I'd go with Traquan Smith. I, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, you got to swing for the fences a little bit here because you do have the two uh, duds in your lineup already. And, and again, we're never going to really tell you you have to chase the scoreboard too much, but when you have two players in your lineup that are giving you that type of production or lack thereof, you might want to consider it. All right, let's go now to Daryl in Pittsburgh. What's your question for us tonight in Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio? Hey, guys, good evening. Proactively wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, thank um, you as well. Sure. Hey, uh, quick question here. I have a, a trade offer. Uh, somebody's offering me Julio Jones. And I would give up um, Alshon Jeffrey and Nick Chubb. And just real quickly, uh, my, my three running backs I would have left if I trade Chubb are Leonard Fournette, and I have T.J. Yeldon as a handcuff. I also have Aaron Jones and Mark Ingram, and that wide receiver that would give me Mike Thomas, Keenan Allen, and Julio. Would you make the trade? All right, so the trade offer is – Getting Julio Jones, giving up Alshon Jeffrey and Nick Chubb, he'd be left with yeah. Fournette and TJ Yeldon, Aaron Jones, and Mark Ingram. Man, I, I would sure like to see if he would take Leonard Fournette and still, instead of Nick Chubb because I'd rather have Chubb rest of the season. I do yep. think this is the type of trade, if you're already in the playoffs or if you're marching towards a playoff berth, you should be making. Consolidating talent to go get somebody. That, Julio's the best player in this deal, but Nick Chubb has been so good and I don't feel like you have a lot of safety in the rest of your running back core. Mark Ingram, I like him this week as a number two running back, but he's been up and down. Fournette's had the hamstring problems. I don't think I would take that deal. So, and, and also, you know, uh, Daryl, I'm, I'm assuming you could play all three receivers, but you have now Julio, Michael Thomas, and Keenan Allen, whereas if you don't make the trade, you have Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, and Alshon Jeffrey. That's still a pretty good trio. I know Alshon's been a little bit of a letdown lately, but – some good days are coming. I would agree with Heath. I probably would not take the trade uh, unless you could swap out maybe Fournette for Chubb or even Ingram for, for Chubb. I'd hold on to Aaron Jones and Chubb if you can. But uh, not a bad trade offer, just not something I think you need to do given the construct of your roster. All right, Richard in Nebraska, you're on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Evening, gentlemen. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Um, two quick questions for you. The, the easy one, possibly. PPR wide receiver three uh, Sanders or uh, Cooper, and then um, looking ahead, I've got uh, Kelsey and Gronkowski on my roster. Kelsey has a bye next week. Uh, do you envision Gronkowski back playing? And I think it's the Bills. Or would should I uh, move ahead and and look maybe drop Eckler or uh, Moncrief and try to pick up a a, a tight end? There's uh, I think Vance McDonald's available and some guys around that caliber. Okay, so the first question is uh, PPR League, number three wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders or Mike Cooper? Well, first off, if that's your choice for a number three receiver, great job building your receiving core this year. Also I has Kelsey and Gronk, so yeah. it's probably a 10-team league. <laughs> I, I would actually, I think we'll probably disagree on this. I would actually go with Sanders over Cooper. 
I would go Cooper over Sanders, but it's close. So I'll make it easy. I'll say go with Sanders just to be easy there. And would you drop Dante Moncrief to pick up Vance McDonald? And I'm going to say yes, carry three tight ends. For sure, yeah. I don't like carrying three tight ends, but in that type of situation, especially with the rest of your team, I would do that. I do think Gronk probably comes back. He loves playing Buffalo. The fact that you have <laughs> you already have four wide receivers where Sanders and Cooper are your third or fourth, and the fact that you don't have to ever play Dante Moncrief, that's a great situation. All right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to get into some start and sit suggestions for week number 11, go over some injuries, and definitely take your calls. Stay right here to CBS Sports Radio, and we are Eye on Fantasy Football. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Eye on Fantasy Football is back. Welcome back to Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Heath and I are not exactly the best in terms of our uh, music aficionado or being music aficionados. Heath, you know who that one is, though, right? I don't. You don't? No. I think that's Jay-Z. Correct me if I'm wrong. Our, uh, our fine producer, Ryan Hickey, back in, uh, in New York. You guys nailed it, Jay-Z. There we oh, go. We're not much you guys there, but it's a good job, Jamie. <laughs> one, one for one. And uh, hopefully we continue to be right with our fantasy calls for week number 11. We're going to be taking your calls all throughout the uh, the rest of the next 90 minutes or so in uh, CBS Sports toll-free radio line, 855-212-4227, is brought to you by GEICO. Hey, everyone, here's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Do you need homeowners, renters, or motorcycle insurance, too? Get it all at GEICO.com. Again, that number is 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. And we'll get to the calls in a second. Heath, I want to ask you about a couple of streaming quarterbacks for week number 11 because there's a plethora of quarterbacks off this week that are very important for fantasy owners. You have Tom Brady and, yes, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the only really relevant fantasy quarterback off Baker Mayfield, obviously. We have Joe Flacco's hurt. Joe Flacco is hurt. Take him out. That is is a great uh, great call by you. (laughs) Joe Flacco is dealing with a hip injury. We'll talk more about the Ravens quarterback situation uh, in a minute. But the streaming quarterbacks you like this week are who? Well, Eli Manning is the one that makes it into my top ten. And you look at his matchup against Tampa Bay, They every quarterback except for Nick Foles and Alex Smith that's played against Tampa Bay this year has scored at least 24 fantasy points. Eli Manning has scored at least 21 in three of his last five games, so he's my number nine quarterback. I think also you look at Dak Prescott, very good matchup against Atlanta. Marcus Mariota, similar situation indoors against the Colts. They're both fine streaming options. I wouldn't start them over most of your traditional starting quarterbacks, but guys like Kirk Cousins and Trubisky, I'd much rather have Dak or Mariota. I'm with you on uh, everything you just said. Outside of Eli, who I also agree should be the best of that trio, you like Dak over Mariota? I like Dak over Mariota. Okay, I differ on that one. I'll take Mariota over Dak, but I like both. I think all of those guys are good. Uh, The one quarterback we have a lot of questions on this week is the one that Eli is facing in Tampa Bay. With Ryan Fitzpatrick, you are starting Fitzpatrick or sitting Fitzpatrick? I'm mostly starting Fitzpatrick. Now, the interesting thing about him when you say do you start or sit him is most people, nobody drafted him. And so you don't know who their other quarterback is when they have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Sure. Like I would start Eli over Fitzpatrick in that same game. But mostly I'm starting him. He's a top 12 quarterback for me this week. I don't think the Giants defense is very good. I don't think Tampa Bay wants to play Jameis Winston. I think they should. But if they didn't bench him after the first half against Carolina and they didn't bench him after last week, I, I don't know when they would. That's a very, very uh, interesting call here because a lot of people are, are, are certainly you know frustrated about this. But uh, in any event, uh, we'll find out how Fitzpatrick does. I would actually try and sit Fitzpatrick just because I think it's a little bit concerning about what could happen. Right. And for what it's worth, the Giants have allowed 
one touchdown to each of their last three opposing quarterbacks. So maybe their defense has actually played a little bit better. Uh, let's take some calls now. Again, you call us up by on Fantasy Football, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. We'll go now to Quinton in Houston. What's your question for us? Hey, what's going on, man? It's Dirty Q, uh, not the one that's in your uh, bathroom uh, trash can. But uh, my question is uh, about Lamar Jackson, if he gets in there. Um, and then that bug, Alex Collins, is he going to get loose this week? And will Lamar Jackson be able to wiggle out there and make some plays? Okay, so uh, Lamar Jackson, um, we're assuming Joe Flacco is not going to play. Not officially ruled out yet, but did not practice all week, so we assume he's going to be out. And the thought would be that's Lamar Jackson, but could also see RG3 in there. So any interest in probably two quarterback leagues or super flex leagues in playing Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I start him in a two quarterback league if, I, if I'm desperate. I'm not very excited. I I should take it back. I'm very excited to see him play. I'm very excited about what his upside could be. They've still talked. I mean, the the thing I've heard the most is Lamar Jackson's probably going to start this game, but there's a good chance we see RG3 in the game as well. That's not encouraging, and he we haven't seen much from him in terms of throwing the football. So I do think he'll make some exciting plays. I do think he'll wiggle, but I'm not sure that he's going to score a lot of fantasy points, and I'm not sure Baltimore really throws the ball much. Alex Collins? I, I'm very excited about him. It, just get him in a little bit of open space, and that's exactly what Lamar Jackson or RG3 should do because defenses have to behave a lot differently when those guys are under center and you have the threat of them running as well. Linebackers can't key, on him, key in on him quite as much. Collins is the top 20 running back for me this week. And then you have also you know, the Bengals defense that they're facing has allowed nine touchdowns to running backs in their last four games. Let's go now to uh, Paul in Louisiana. You're on Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, pick two for me. Uh, Mixon, Sanders, Devin Cook, Boyd, Miller. And uh, pick four for me. Mixon, Cook, Hilton, Davis, Lindsey, Alshon, Jeffrey. All right. Uh, Paul, to give us the, 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 the names again quickly, please. Okay, Mixon, sorry. Sanders, pick, Dalvin pick, Cook, or Lamar Miller was the first one? Okay. Be a pick two for me. Mixon, Cook, Boyd, or Miller. Mixon, Cook, Boyd. Sanders, Sanders. Mixon, Sanders, Cook, <laughs> Boyd, or Miller. Okay, and then the next one. Uh, Mixon, Cook, Hilton, Davis, Lindsey, or Alshon Jeffrey. You need two in both. Okay. Uh, yeah. First two, Heath. Well, Mixon, Joe Mixon, Emmanuel Sanders, Dalvin Cook, Tyler Boyd, or Lamar Miller. Okay, I'm starting Joe Mixon. Mm -hmm. I, I know that for sure. The rest of those guys are all right in the same range. I actually think that I would go with I'd go with Dalvin Cook for sure if it's non PPR and PPR it's really close for me between him and Tyler Boyd. I'm gonna go with Mixon and Sanders, and then the second one you got Mixon, Dalvin Cook, T. Y. Hilton, Corey Davis, Philip Lindsay, <laughs> or Alshon Jeffrey. Need two of those. I uh, I think I'm still going Mixon and Cook. I, I in PPR I would go Mixon and Corey Davis. Mixon and Corey Davis. I'm gonna go Lindsay. And Corey Davis, just because I like Philip oh, Lindsay as our start of the week this week. Thank you yeah, for the I call. I need four, man. Oh, you need four. Okay, yeah, so four. so start Lindsay too. Okay, so Mixon, Lindsay, Corey Davis, T.Y. Hilton. Yep. There you go. Yep. There's your four. All right. Uh, well, uh, we don't want to uh, set everybody's lineups for them, but we certainly will help you with your suggestions. Please continue to call us up eight five five two one two four CBS. 855-212-4227. I on Fantasy Football is back. Welcome to I on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. 
I'm Jamie Eisenberg, joined by Heath Cummings. We are two of the fantasy analysts here at CBS Sports. And, Heath, I know you're excited about Week 11. I'm excited about Week 11. Everybody should be excited about Week 11 because CBS's Super Bowl season continues Sunday with exciting regional action. The Pittsburgh Steelers head south to battle the Jacksonville Jaguars, and later the Los Angeles Chargers host the Denver Broncos in a classic AFC West showdown. Check your local, local listings for the game in your area and kick off the day with the NFL Today presented by Jeep at 12 Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. So we talked a little bit about some of the games on the uh, Week 11 slate. Again, six teams on a bye, so you might be scrambling a little bit for your fantasy roster. One game we didn't really touch on was Dallas and Atlanta, another game that could potentially be high scoring. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I believe games in Atlanta this year have averaged 65 points. The Falcons averaging 34 points a game at home, giving up 30 points a game. You could say that their defense has been thunderstruck, and yes, I was disappointed. You didn't ask me if I knew the song. Oh, and they sorry, finally yes. play a song that I know. What was it? But it was, <laughs> um, Yeah, I think really you're starting just about everyone in this game. It's going to be really interesting to see Amari Cooper in this game because he's been very involved the first two weeks in Dallas, and Week one, he scored a touchdown, so he was really good. Week two, it wasn't quite as good, but this could be a monster game for him. I've got him as a low-end number two running wide receiver, but the upside is much, much higher. I'm a little bit higher on him. I think he's got top 15 upside. I, I just think, again, you look at 18 targets for him, the two games since he's come to Dallas. Uh, this is what we were hoping to see his entire career. <laughs> you know, Certainly, it started out that way for him when he got into the NFL, and then the last two years have been frustrating. But the Cowboys making the trade, they've used him – the way that he should be used, and, and hopefully that will continue. The running game for the Falcons, Tevin Coleman coming off of a dud last week. Your thoughts on him this week? Yeah, I'm still going to go back to Tevin Coleman. He's a number two running back, and there's some risk there. I mean, Edo Smith could steal a touchdown for him, and he could have 65 total yards and not be that great, but I, I think you have to start him. I'd rather start him than Leonard Fournette this week. Uh, interesting. I'll, I'll still go with Fournette, but I do think that Coleman is uh, another guy that could be top 15. Uh, just based on what his role is. Sean Lee not being there for the Cowboys. That impacts that run defense we've seen over the last two years. He's missed nine games. I believe in six of those, a running back has hit at least 11 PPR points. So Coleman should have the chance to, in what seems to be a high-scoring affair, we already told you that Dak Prescott, one of the better streaming options at quarterback. A couple injuries of note. Sammy Watkins, we talked about this, not expected to play after missing practice on Saturday. But we may get some good news on the wide receiver front. Kiki QT, the uh, slot receiver for the Texans, could come back after missing two games with a hamstring injury, your interest level in QT would be what? This is going to be interesting because there aren't a ton of targets to go around in Houston. Deshaun Watson doesn't throw the ball that much, and he throws it about a third of the time to DeAndre Hopkins. So splitting those targets between Kiki QT and Demarius Thomas, a little bit of a risk, especially for Thomas, I think. This is more of a this hurts Thomas than I'm excited about starting QT for me. They're both number four wide receivers for me this week. Uh, I would agree with that as well. Marvin Jones not expected play for the Lions we saw Kenny Galladay just get every target that he could possibly handle 10 targets in the second half uh, Jones got hurt in the in the third quarter of that game against the Bears Galladay breaks out of his three-game slump and, and has a big game and now he gets to face a defense that has some good players in the secondary you know James Bradbury could make things a little bit tough on Galladay but uh, I know you're expecting I'm expecting a ton of targets for him how much does it help his outlook this week yeah, I think he has number one wide receiver upside. They are going to move coverage towards him because there's nobody else to cover in this offense. Theo Riddick's their slot wide receiver. Luke Wilson's going to be their tight end. So, like, there's no other threats. But Galladay's the type of special player that can go make plays over two guys. And I do expect Stafford's going to throw it to him double-digit times. 
and he'll give you top 15 production. And he should be very warm after practicing in the snow this week, despite the fact that the Lions play their next four games indoors. But that is a story for another day. Uh, let's take some phone calls now as you can continue to call us up. On Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. George, you're in Michigan. It's got to be cold outside. Why would you stay outside if you don't have to? Uh, absolutely not, man. I'm inside listening to you guys. <laughs> well, I'm smart uh, man, George. What, what's your question for yeah. us tonight? Uh, quick question. Okay, so since Philip Lindsay is not guaranteed role, do, what do you think about Marlon Mack or Lamar Miller? So Marlon Mack or Lamar Miller over Philip Lindsay. Um, I will say this, George. I, I I know it doesn't seem as if he has a guaranteed role. He has a guaranteed role. He is the Broncos' best running back. But uh, given your uncertainty, Heath, would you consider playing Marlon Mack or Lamar Miller over Philip Lindsay? I think Mack is the guy if, you, if you're going to bench Philip Lindsay, but we're not going to recommend that you do that. I'd start Lindsay over either one of them. Yes, Mack has a very, very tough matchup against the Titans. Their run defense is, in terms of fantasy points allowed to running backs, the Titans are the best in the NFL, whereas the Chargers down Denzel Perryman. They may get Joey Bosa back, but that's not really going to help their run defense. The one concern I do have about Philip Lindsay, and again, he's our start of the week here on CBS Sports. They just lost another offensive lineman, so they are down two offensive linemen going into this game. I still think Philip Lindsay will be uh, a special enough talent to overcome that in this game against the Chargers. Jerry in Detroit, where we're sticking with this Michigan uh, theme here. I hope you're inside too, Jerry, not practicing out in the snow. Yeah, well, I'm in my car. How you guys doing? <laughs> Good. I hope you're warm. Yeah. A uh, couple questions. Uh, Deshaun Jackson or Traquan Smith? All right. Deshaun Jackson or Traquan Smith. What's your other question for us? And would you trade? I got Adam Thielen, and I was offered Golden Tate and Gronkowski for him. All right, I think the the second one's easy, right? You're not going to trade Adam Thielen for Golden Tate and Robert No, Kelsey. no, no. I think the Deshaun Jackson, Traquan Smith one's interesting in non-PPR. In, in PPR, I'm still going to go with Jackson. I am encouraged by the fact that Todd Monken's going to go back and assume the playing calling. We don't need any more dirt-cutter play. Well, as long as it's for this game, that's all I care about. I think Jackson has a good chance to get behind the defense. So does Traquan Smith. They're the same type of wide receiver. I just expect Jackson to get more targets. So I'd start Jackson in PPR. I can understand if you want to go with the upside of Smith and none. I'm going to go Traquan in either one. I don't think either guy is going to catch a ton of passes, but I'm counting on Traquan to find the end zone here. I'm just going to take the track record. Two home games, two touchdowns, bad secondary for the Eagles. I like the matchup a little bit better for Traquan Smith, but uh, to Heath's point, I think Deshaun Jackson may have one or two more catches. Neither guy is going to be a high-volume receiver. Now, I know the next caller certainly has no weather issues, and we appreciate you uh, sticking with us out in Hawaii. So, Ben, you're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, buddy. Aloha, Ben. What's your question? I'm sorry? Go ahead. All right. I'm having some wide receiver trouble this week. Uh, uh, Marvin Jones is out already, and I'm having questionable Sammy Watkins here. So I need to start two between Cortland Sutton, Josh Reynolds, Traquan Smith. I could also pick up Christian Kirk in a PPR league. Okay. So your choices are two in a PPR league. Cortland Sutton, Josh Reynolds, Traquan Smith, or pick up Christian Kirk. Yeah, we're starting Traquan Smith. I think that's the one that we would we would both definitely agree on. I actually would rather, and I, I, I think there's a decent chance that Josh Reynolds scores a touchdown this week, but that's all you're probably going to get for him. I would actually drop Josh Reynolds, pick up Christian Kirk, and start him. I think that's a better play. And, uh, you know, look, we didn't get a great Christian Kirk game last week 
for them against the Chiefs. But the Chiefs secondary at home has really played well. It's where they've struggled has been on the road. And now Kirk gets to play the Raiders in Arizona. We know the Raiders are obviously pretty bad uh, everywhere defensively. But this could be a good game for Christian Kirk. I would agree. Josh, drop Josh Reynolds while there may be upside there. I don't know if the upside will actually be better than what Christian Kirk is. So uh, we're in agreement on that. Traquan Smith and Christian Kirk. Our next call is Jacob. You're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hello, guys. Um, I have a question about I have a running back spot and a flex spot open, pick two of four. I have David Johnson, Keenan Allen, uh, Mark Ingram, and uh, the fourth? let's go with and Jordan Howard in the non-PPR league. Okay. And how are you with defensive players? Oh, we're pretty good with that. Yeah, we, we can handle that. Okay, I got uh, Talvin Smith, Leighton Vanderesh, and Jordan Hicks. Okay, I well, too. on the first question, I think it's really easy. I don't think there'll be any debate at all. We're starting David. We love, love, love David Johnson, that matchup against the Raiders defense. They are using him the right way now. He is a top five running back in non-PPR for both of us, so you're starting him, and I'm still starting Keenan Allen. I would, too. It's not the easiest matchup, especially non-PPR, because Chris Harris is going to make things a little bit difficult on him, but Mark Ingram... Seems to be a little bit touchdown dependent, and Jordan Howard is definitely touchdown dependent. So, uh, Jacob, it was Telvin Smith, Van Der Esch, and who was the third guy? I guess Jacob's gone. Do you remember who the third guy was? I I don't, but I and I we might go a different direction on this, but I actually like Van Der Esch a lot. Me too. Oh, he, I, he was I, great that, last that, week. That's that's the guy. He had 13 tackles last yeah, no, week and interception. Mm-hmm. He's got two games already with double digit tackles. When when Sean Lee's been out, Van Der Esch has been the man. I, I that's who I'd start. Yeah, I mean, look, Telvin Smith. Uh, did get an interception last week. It kind of landed in his lap when Molly Cox dropped it. But uh, never a bad idea to play somebody in that Jaguars defense because they're typically really good. I apologize, Dick, for not knowing the third guy. But the two linebackers you have there should do very well. John in Baltimore, you're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, I got a couple quick ones. First off, my flex. I have Edo Smith, Doug Martin, or Golden Tate. Okay. And your next one? Uh, quarterback, Deshaun Watson or Fitzpatrick. Okay, so flex spot, Edo Smith, Doug Martin, Golden Tate. I'm going to go with Doug Martin. I, it, it's not a good game script for him, but he has caught a couple passes over the last few games. More importantly, Arizona's been very bad against running backs. Martin's been running hot when he gets the opportunity, so I'm starting Doug Martin over those guys. I would too, and, and I, I know what you're saying about game script, but I don't think Arizona's offense is going to blow off, no. the, blow the doors off this Raiders defense, whereas the Raiders can't actually – somewhat key pace with with the Cardinals here even on the road so I don't know if it's a horrible game script for him he's averaged 4.6 yards per carry in the three games since Marshawn Lynch has been out and at least 89 total yards in two of those so he's he's not a bad option at all and then uh, I think we're both in agreement Deshaun Watson or Fitzpatrick I have Fitzpatrick ranked ahead of Deshaun Watson but I'll just say it's like I I have them both projected for within half a fantasy point of each other if you're scared of Fitzpatrick getting benched then you can start Deshaun Watson high floors for Fitzpatrick higher I'm sorry, high floor is for Watson, higher ceiling is for For Fitzpatrick. All right, there, we're in agreement on that one. Ernest in Texas, you're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Good evening, guys. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Uh, The previous caller, I believe his defensive guy was Danny Hicks, so I think uh, the other two that you mentioned were still better. Thank you for paying attention, Ernest. We need a third (laughs) co-host every now and then, so we appreciate that. There you go. And I'll even need a candy if, uh, if Adam <laughs> comes in. And a podcast listener, nonetheless. We appreciate that as well. All right, what's your question for us, Ernest? All right, sir. So I'm having trouble with a flex. My damn binado uh, getting getting hit with that. So usually I can start uh, James White right in the flex. But now I'm trying to decide uh, between uh, 
DJ Moore from the Panthers or Theo Riddick uh, from the Lions. And there's actually a Baldwin on the waiver wire, too, so if you think that one's a better one. Who's on the waiver wire? Half-point PPR, uh, uh, Barber, Peyton Barber. Oh, Peyton Barber, okay. So DJ Moore, Theo Riddick, or Peyton Barber in the flex spot and half-point PPR. And I think DJ Moore and Theo Riddick are very similar this week. Riddick does have a higher floor, but I like Moore's ceiling better, so I would actually go with DJ Moore. I'm going to go with Theo Riddick just because no Golden Tate. He's been good the last two weeks, and now no Marvin Jones. Plus, they're probably chasing points, so I like his situation a little bit better. But DJ Moore also is a good spot. Just worry about Samuels just continuing to take playing time from him. So it's been a little frustrating. But Peyton Barber could be good as well. You know, you have the matchup against the Giants, and they've given up a touchdown to a running back in every game so far this season. All right, we have a lot more coming up for you in the next hour, so stay with us here on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to give you some DFS plays, get more into some of the injuries here for week number 11, and absolutely take your calls at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. We will get you ready for everything you need to dominate your leagues in week number 11. Stay right here, CBS Sports Radio and Ion Fantasy Football. Eye on Fantasy Football is back. Welcome to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Jamie Eisenberg, joined by Heath Cummings. We are two of the fantasy analysts here at CBS Sports, and we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loan Studios. National mortgage lender, Quicken Loans, apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently, and hopefully you have a lot of confidence in your players in week number 11. Just to reset some of the things we've been talking about, six teams on a bye not a lot of great fantasy players in some of those or on some of those six teams, the Patriots, and then a host of others, uh, the rest of the teams in the AFC East, the Cleveland Browns and the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, hopefully you're not dealing with a lot of crazy bye week situations. Also not a lot of crazy injury situations. Sammy Watkins, no practice on Saturday, not expected to play. Marvin Jones is going to be out. Joe Flacco is going to be out. And we may get Kiki QT back after him. His absence the last couple of weeks with a hamstring problem. A couple of kicker notes, Heath. I know you're very excited about that. Uh, Matt Bryant is going to return for the Atlanta Falcons. So Giorgio Tavecchio is out. And then Phil Dawson not expected to play. That opens the door for the great kicking situation in Arizona for Matt McCrane, former Raiders. It is a revenge game for him facing his former team. So uh, a couple of kicker notes you want to uh just be aware of. And then we have some players that are either uh, getting back on the field recently due to injury or some guys dealing with trades. I want to ask you about these, Heath. Dalvin Cook, we saw him two weeks ago on a snap count, but not really on a snap count. He actually had more snaps, played more snaps than Latavius Murray. Had that 70-yard run, um, 89 yards rushing, you know, did some things in the passing game as well, had over 100 total yards. Your expectations for him this week against Chicago are what? He's a number two running back this week. I wouldn't call him a safe number two. What I really hope is that Minnesota continues to get him involved in the passing game. He's been so good in his short career in the passing game, and that's the way to have success against this Bears defense. So I'm starting him as a number two. Leonard Fournette, we've talked about this a little bit, but comes back last week, has 29 total touches, uh, five catches, which I think was a surprise to all of us. Scores two touchdowns against the Colts. This week he's facing the Steelers, but is back home in Jacksonville. Yeah, not a great matchup for running the ball. He's going to have to catch some passes or score a touchdown for you to really feel great about his production this week. I do think he's right in that same range as Dalvin Cook. I don't necessarily buy the five catches last week. I've got him for two or three this week, and so he's just right behind Cook and PPR for me. And if you are looking at it just from the backfield standpoint, TJ Yeldon also had five catches, three games in a row now with for him with at least five grabs. Golden Tate made his debut 
or maybe did not make his debut, depending on what you saw uh, for the Eagles last week against the Cowboys. Only played 18 snaps, minimal production. Doug Peterson, the Eagles coach, comes out and says he will get a little bit more involved. Your expectations for Golden Tate in this matchup against New Orleans are what? I'm buying a little bit into what Doug Peterson said. I had no interest at all in Golden Tate coming into this week. Now I do think he's not a bad desperation flex type play, and he has a lot more upside than that. If they decide to use him more like he was used in Detroit this week, if he has figured out more of the offense, then he could be a number two wide receiver. I'm treating him as a high-end number four, low-end number three right now. But what does that do for the rest of the guys there? Because if he is more involved and does get that production, is Carson Wentz just going to get everybody the ball with Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey and you know maybe Nelson Aguilar, who actually had a decent game last week against the Cowboys? Or is it just Golden Tate takes away from one of those guys? Well, it's, it's two things. One, I think Carson Wentz is going to be a monster this week because he's playing against the Saints in that building. And so I, I, I do think that he can be good for a lot of different guys. But the bigger answer is, we saw Nelson Aguilar get seven targets last week. If Golden Tate emerges into what we're hoping Golden Tate will be, it's going to come at the expense of Nelson Aguilar. I would agree with that as well. Demarius Thomas, two weeks ago, makes his debut with the Texans against his former team. Only three catches. And now Kiki QT is going to be presumably active and taking away some targets from Demarius. Uh, what's your expectations for Thomas this week in that in the game for Houston uh, against Washington. They really tried to get Thomas involved early in that Denver game, but he only had three targets in the entire game, and you would expect that it's good he had the bye week, and now he knows the offense better and should be a full go, but I'm worried about his targets with Kiki QT there as well. There just aren't enough to go around with Deshaun Watson only throwing it 30 times a game and DeAndre Hopkins getting 10 of those. Yeah, it should be uh, interesting to see how Deshaun Watson operates with uh, his New receiving core now that everyone is healthy. All right, let's take some phone calls. You can call us up again for the next uh, 45 minutes or so. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, we'll go to Raul in Miami. What's your question for us here on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio? All right, good evening, guys. Hey. Um, uh, struggling with one, one final decision. Um, I have a full PPR league. Um, I have Theo Riddick, uh, Doug Martin, and Peyton Barber. Trying to find out uh, who I should start. Thanks a lot, guys. PPR League, Theo Riddick, Doug Martin, Peyton Barber. I think we're going to agree on this one. Yeah, I mean, the PPR really helps Theo Riddick a lot. So uh, that that would be my answer. Yep, I would agree as well. 13 catches the last two weeks. That uh, falls in line without Golden Tate being there. Now no Marvin Jones expected not to play after not practicing all week with the knee injury. So maybe an uptick in targets for him. Uh, he scored at least 10 PPR points in consecutive games. Isaac in Ohio, you're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, guys? I, I need a receiver and a flex. I have Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay, Robert Woods, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, and Terry Cohen. I need a receiver and a flex. All right, wide receiver and a flex. Isaac, what's the format? It's um, standard. Okay, so non-PPR. All right, so Golden yeah, Tate, Kenny Galladay, Robert Woods, Philip Lindsay, and Tariq Cohen. This really comes down for me to Galladay and Lindsay. Cause Mark Ingram also? Oh, Mark Ingram also. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, because I'm definitely starting Robert Woods. He, he's the must-start of 100%. this group for me. So it comes down to whether you want to start Galladay or Lindsay. And I, I, I think they're similar guys. I would prefer Lindsay. He's got a higher floor for sure and probably a, a little higher ceiling in non-PPR. Yeah, I mean, look, Galladay should be awesome, but he's going to see a lot of attention. Obviously, Lindsay is as well. But, you know, we did have a, a caller ask us previously about the concern about Lindsay with his workload or his role. 
in the games, he's played six games, complete games. There was actually seven that he played with Royce Freeman. One he got ejected because he threw a punch. That was week three against Baltimore. Uh, but in those six games that he's finished with Royce Freeman, he's averaging 13.6 PPR points. So he's been very consistent and very good, even though Royce Freeman has been on the field. So hopefully that helps you out there. Isaac, let's go now to Tony in Ohio. What's your question for us on Island Fantasy Football and CBS Sports Radio? First off, thanks so much for taking my call. Um, Thank you. Also, you all have me in playoff position in both of my legs. Thanks we to appreciate your show. That. Sure. Thank you. Um, I do have a stack option as well as a running back question. Do you okay. stack Cousins with Diggs or do you stack Wentz with Ertz? And then running back, I need two running backs. I have Kamara, Dalvin Cook, and Tarek Cohen. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, Tony. Uh, so the stack would be Cousins and Stephon Diggs in their matchup against the Bears or Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz in their matchup against the Saints. 100% I'm going with Wentz and Ertz in that situation. Wentz was a – I don't know if we talked enough about Zach Ertz last week. <laughs> he was an absolute monster, especially in PPR, and I don't think the Saints are going to slow him down. The running back question, you're starting Camaro no, no matter what. Of course. Uh, between Cohen and Cook, it really comes down to format. I would start Cook over Cohen and non-PPR. I'd start Cohen over Cook and PPR. I agree with you 100% on both of those answers. Let's go now to Gabriel in Los Angeles. Gabriel, what's your question for us? Nine Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Jamie? What's up, Heath? Hey. Um, I just traded Emmanuel Sanders for on Johnson and half-point PPR. I was wondering if you guys could grade trade. So you traded Emmanuel Sanders for on Johnson in half PPR. Heath, what do you think about that? I love it. I love it. I, I'd take the running back. Sanders was not very good in his first game with that Demarius Thomas. He wasn't, no, uh, against Houston. So we'll see how he does coming off of his bye week. And, look, on Johnson, we, we keep talking about what Theo Riddick has done in the passing game, and on has been just as good. So I don't see him coming off the field very much. You know, he, he's going to lose a couple of goal line opportunities, clearly, to Garrett Blunt. But as we saw last week against Chicago, uh, that didn't necessarily matter. Scored two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing. And he's been uh, everything I expected him to be, which was the the best running back in Detroit and certainly a guy that can carry your fantasy team uh, for the rest of the season. Steve, in New York, you are on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, guys? Hey. So I have two questions. Um, full point PPR, Collins or Boyd? Okay. And, and the then my second question is half PPR pick two. Um, Traquan Smith, Jack Doyle, or Jordan Howard? Traquan Smith, Jack Doyle, or Jordan Howard. All right, so let's go with the first one, Heath. Alex Collins or Tyler Boyd in full PPR? I'm not going to like this because I, I have been talking about how much I like Alex Collins this week, but the PPR really does matter. And with no A.J. Green, the first game for Tyler Boyd, he only saw four targets. I don't think that happens again. I'm going to go with Boyd over Collins and PPR. It's almost like you have to. I would not be surprised if Collins scores two touchdowns this week, but there's also the scenario of he doesn't find the end zone. Javoris Allen takes a touchdown, and you get the typical Alex Collins game that we've been getting more times than not. And then the other question, in half PPR, needs two out of Traquan Smith, Jack Doyle, or Jordan Howard. I'm going to sit Jack Doyle. I, really? Yeah, I, I think I'd go with Traquan, and I'd go with Jordan Howard. 
I would sit Jordan Howard. He just has been very, very bad in terms of yardage. Uh, three of his last four under 50 total yards. So he's been touchdown dependent. And you saw last week the first game without Kyle Long. He could not, they couldn't get any push in the middle. Now you got to face that Minnesota team. Uh, I would actually take my chances with Jack Doyle because if you play tight end for Andrew Luck, there's a good chance that you're going to probably find the end zone. And that's typically where he looks when they are in the red zone. So I like Jack Doyle, but uh, Heath will take Jordan Howard. It's amazing that we're both going with Traquan Smith, uh, who's coming <laughs> off a game with no catches. Uh, Martin in Arizona, you're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey guys, I got two questions. Standard league. Um, I need to start two running backs Fournette, Cook, Ingram. Those are my three options. Okay. And then my second question is do I, I need one receiver? Um, I already started Baldwin and Adams, but I have either Smith, Sutton, Godwin, or Reynolds. I need one in a standard league. Uh, Traquan Smith? Yes. Okay. So Traquan Smith, Cortland Sutton, Chris Godwin, or. Josh Reynolds. The first question, though, Heath needs two running backs out of Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, and Mark Ingram in a non-PPR league. And non-PPR, I will go with Mark Ingram and Leonard Fournette. I'll sit Dalvin Cook. I would agree with you on that. And then the wide receivers needs one out of Traquan Smith, Cortland Sutton, Chris Godwin, and Josh Reynolds. Uh, Traquan Smith has the most upside. The fact that you've started Devontae Adams already and Ian Doug Baldwin and you're off to a good start, I do think there's more floor in Chris Godwin. Like There there may be no floor at all as far as Traquan Smith goes. That's what we saw last week. It was zero. Yeah. So um, I, I like Godwin more as a floor play. I would rather go with Traquan Smith if you feel like you still need upside. I would go with Traquan Smith as well. Sam in Dallas, you are on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. I'm trying to get that first week by. Thanks for all your help throughout the season. Sure. Um, I got kind of a good problem to have. I need two flexes, um, and this is a half-point PPR league, out of Diggs, Carrion, Collins, Lewis, and Galladay. And I already played Aaron Jones this week, so I got a good cushion there. Just trying to figure out between those five guys, I need two. All right, so two flex spots out of a half-point PPR out of Stephon Diggs, Carrion Johnson, Alex Collins, Deion Lewis, and Kenny Galladay. That is a good group. Uh, and I think I might go with the Lions. I, I, Both Lions. Yeah, I, I do like Carrion Johnson the best out of that group. I have Galladay ranked ahead of Stephon Diggs. And, I mean, it's it's just a situation where I think Galladay's matchup is better than Diggs is against the Chicago Bears. And we have seen Adam Thielen's the number one wide receiver for that Vikings team. I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to agree with you on Carrion Johnson, but I'm going to go Deion Lewis because he has 19 touches in three games in a row. Last week was his first dud in getting those heavy amount of touches. And as our colleague Pete Prisco said, at least to me on our Fantasy Football Today show last Sunday, he said, watch, this is the guy Bill Belichick's going to try and take away. And maybe that was the case, that Deion Lewis did not have a good game after two strong ones the week before. The Colts just did give up 10 catches to the running backs, and they have been awful against pass-catching running backs. So I like Deion Lewis slightly better than Carrion Johnson. Heath will take Galladay over Lewis, but Carrion Johnson is the must play there. All right, when we come back, we're going to get into some DFS suggestions for week number 11. We'll also continue to take your calls, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Stay right here to Iron Fantasy Football, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Ion Fantasy Football is back. Welcome back to Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings, and we will be taking your calls for about the next 30 minutes here on Ion Fantasy Football. And CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. 
Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. So a lot to uh, look at with this Week 11 slate, Heath, because the six teams on a buy, some key injuries, and, and obviously we're getting close to the fancy playoffs. But for those of you that have already been eliminated from your seasonal leagues, and we appreciate you continuing to listen to us uh, as you enjoy your fantasy football talk, but we will give you some suggestions for those of you who like to partake in DFS on either FanDuel or DraftKings. Heath is more of a FanDuel guy than a DraftKings guy. I do a little bit of both. Uh, but, Heath, some guys that you're looking at on FanDuel this week that have piqued your interest. At quarterback, Cam Newton's my number one quarterback, even over Drew Brees this week. So I'm going to play a lot of Cam Newton. And then if I'm looking for a value play at quarterback, Eli Manning just 6,700 against that terrible Tampa Bay defense and not even a ton of projected ownership. So Cam and Eli will be the two quarterbacks I play the most of. At tight end, like there are a lot of mid-range guys that you hope score a touchdown. I'm probably just going to play Zachers. I would like to go ahead and take those points in the bank. I'll find value plays other in other places. It's not an easy week to do that. If you're looking for value plays at running back, I think Carryon Johnson, Philip Lindsay are the two guys that are the most underpriced at running back this week. Yeah, those are uh, those are good ones on on DraftKings. Uh, the, the the streaming guys that we talked about, I think Dak Prescott's a good buy at fifty two hundred dollars. Uh, at tight end, you know, I, I think there's a couple guys in play here. Jeff Hireman and Ricky Seals-Jones, they obviously don't have what <laughs> Zach Ertz does. But, you know, Seals-Jones did see nine targets last week, the first game coming off a of bye week for Byron Leftwich as the offensive coordinator. So that's something you could buy into in a matchup against Oakland. And then Hireman did have 10 catches in his last game, which was the first one without Demarius Thomas. You alluded to this, that Emmanuel Sanders didn't have a great game there. Maybe this is where you're going to see a lot of Case Keenum's passes go some guys that you're avoiding though oh I'm, I'm sorry one more thing just in terms of, of running backs um with DraftKings the full PPR it puts Jalen Richard and Theo Riddick much more in play on that site than it does on FanDuel Richard is $4,300 Riddick's only $4,000 though so he's a great cheap option at either running back or flex some guys you're avoiding though for for this week I'm staying away from Joe Mixon and Leonard Fournette I'm staying away from Philip Rivers I just don't know if the pass attempts will be there for Rivers I don't really like either of the Steelers' wide receivers. Not that I would bench them in a regular league, but they're just priced as they normally are. The pricing didn't come down enough for that matchup against Jacksonville. Uh, I also, uh, for DraftKings, would avoid Joe Mixon. Uh, Marlon Mack, also $6,000, not somebody you want to pay for. Tyler Boyd's at $7,000. We're hopeful that he plays better this week, but again, not someone you want to spend money on. And then Calvin Ridley, I think, is just a little bit too touchdown dependent against the Cowboys defense that has only allowed six touchdowns to wide receivers on the season. They've actually struggled with tight ends in their last couple of games. So Austin Hooper, somebody that I think we both agree on, has a chance to play well. All right, you can call us up again, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. Let's go back to uh, the phone lines here, and we'll go to Caleb in Pennsylvania. Hey, guys. Uh Having a little bit of flex trouble here. This is a deep league. I only need one, but I'm combining the best guys available and the guys that I have that I'm looking at as well. So I need one out of these guys here. All right, there's seven guys I'm going to list. I need one. So i got Taylor Gabriel, DJ Moore, Cole Beasley, Nelson Aguilar, Capri Bibbs, Naheem Hines, or Wendell Smallwood. I need one of those guys. All right, I hope I got them all. So Taylor it's Gabriel, DJ Moore, Cole Beasley, Nelson Aguilar, Capri Bibbs, Naeem Hines, and Wendell Smallwood. I'm a, I have a feeling we're both going to agree on this. DJ Moore. Half, half PPR. Okay. DJ Moore and half PPR, yes. Great matchup against the Colts. Thank you, Caleb, for the phone call. We appreciate it. Let's go now to Danny in New Jersey. You are on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. 
Okay, fellas, thanks for taking my call. I'm, I'm just moving a little forward here, so I don't want to upset anything. But all I'm saying is I'm in a 10-team, one-point PPR, and I have Chris Carson, and I have also Mike Davis. Do you think that those he's there, Carson, moving forward, or should I pick up Penny for his, a handcuff you know, in, that, in the league that I'm in? All right, so it's a 10-team league, so I'm going to assume you can't pick him up until next week, but – Chris Carson coming off, I would say it's a strong game against yeah. the Packers. Scored a touchdown, did have the fumble. But um, we saw Penny two weeks ago with Carson banged up, have a strong game. Mike Davis has been pretty good in the passing game as well. If you're looking at it from the Chris Carson owner, who would you rather have as the handcuff, Mike Davis or Rashad Penny? If it's strictly as a handcuff and I don't need to start either of these guys in a PPR league, I would rather have Penny because I don't. I think if Carson goes down, you're going to see Penny be the better of the two running backs between Davis and Penny. I do think Davis on a week-to-week basis, as long as Carson is there, may be more valuable in PPR. But just strictly as a handcuff, I think Penny has more upside. I, I, I would tend to agree with you. The one thing that keeps me leaning toward Davis is – the fact that they're still in contention. And, right. you know, you heard some of the conversation coming out of Seattle. Still has a little way to go, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I, th- I think Mike Davis, if we do see Chris Carson go down in PPR, it might be a little bit better. But um, not a bad idea to stash Penny, maybe move on from Mike Davis after what we saw uh, last week. Shane in Virginia, you're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, so I have a PPR flex. I have Ebron, uh, Tyrell Williams, Adam Humphreys. Josh Reynolds, and Jacquez Rogers. All right. Eric Ebron, Tyrell Williams, Adam Humphreys, and Jacquez Rogers. Did I miss somebody there? Yeah, uh, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. You just need one of those guys for flex? Yeah, just flex uh, PPR. I'm a little bit worried about Eric Ebron. I don't think there's any chance he keeps up what he's been doing lately, but out of that group, he'd be the guy I'd go with just because of his likelihood of scoring a touchdown. Right. Humphreys may have benefited a little bit if Godwin was out, and maybe even Jocko's Rogers, who had eight catches last week over 100 yards, did have a crucial fumble. But uh, I I think you just got to stick with Ebron. Uh, Heath is very stubborn sometimes with the guys that he's going away from. Like At some point, you're going to admit that Russell Wilson does not need to throw the ball a lot to have success, and Ebron does not leave a lot of targets to have success, but I still understand the logic behind the way you're approaching those two players in particular. Greg in Houston, you're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, hey, fellas. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, uh, would you start Dak over Phillip Rivers uh, this week? And I was concerned about what Melvin Gordon's playing so well and then their defense doing so well in both, so supposed to come back tomorrow. And then next week, I'm looking at would you go with uh, New England um, at the Jets or uh, Jacksonville at Buffalo DST? Well, we've been a little worried about the Jacksonville defense, but I am not worried enough about the Jacksonville defense to go away from them if they're playing I think the Buffalo. Baltimore Bills. has Buffalo next week. I think though. Baltimore has the Raiders. Oh, Baltimore has Raiders it's, next week. It's, yes. it's easy to get the Raiders and Bills confused. Jacksonville right now. <laughs> has Buffalo. You're right. I'm, I apologize. All right, so Dak. Prescott this week against the Falcons or Phillip Rivers this week against the Broncos? I might consider starting Dak over Phillip Rivers if you're in a four-point-per-pass touchdown league. But if it's a six-point-per-pass touchdown league, I'm just going to stick with Rivers. I would agree. He's got ten games in a row with at least two touchdowns that going back to last year, and I think he's going to have the chance to do whatever he wants against this Broncos team. He tends to get fired up to play Denver. He used to be with Jake Cutler, but I think he still likes to uh, give the Broncos a little bit of that eh, little little tweak. And... uh, and, and give them their production that he typically tends to put up. And then you would take the Jaguars' defense against Buffalo. I yeah, for sure. Yes, absolutely. There. I on Fantasy Football is back. 
It's our final segment here for Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings. We are going to get you set to win in week number 11. It's a huge week. The fantasy playoffs start in most of your leagues in week 14. So this is a crucial, crucial scoring period. And you have lots of questions. Call us up, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Heath, Adam usually likes to ask us, Adam Azer, the uh, usual host of the show on Saturday nights, likes to ask us how many calls we think we will get to in the final segment. Your number for tonight would be what? One more than however many Adam did last time he did this. One more than uh, however many Adam did the last time he did this is an answer <laughs> I do not have. So we will let's just shoot for 20 phone calls. 20 in this, calls. In the final segment here. And uh, uh, I'll ask you, you, you think about this. Your, your most important piece of advice that you can give someone for week 11. So you think about that before we end the show. But let's go out to, uh, to the calls again. 855-212-4CBS. 855 Four two two seven. I've been waiting all night for this one. Pat in Ohio, what's your question for us on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio? What is up, fellas? Making ends, smashing wins. I'm a fantasy baller. Iron Fantasy Football caller calling you up, the best shot callers. You down with FFT? Yeah, you know me. I started off 0-3. Now I'm cruising through the season, Rector 6-4. Jock on my league, slapping my bros. I called you up to get the scoop. Knuckleheads out there, give them some poop. I don't mind stealing Josh Reynolds. I can feel the power list when Cooper Cup's off the field. But it's on the table with Wood, Cooks, and Gurley. Rams can't all be choking. Golf's going hungry. I'm doing a lot of fan duel on Turkey Day, so I would like to know if you guys could rank the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day quarterbacks. Who do you love to rock and roll? Dropping dimes in a painted box, baby. And who's going to get stuffed like a turkey? Making a run? Got to catch up. You knew what that stake. You guys are A1. Happy giving thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. Free Adam. Have a lovely evening. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. We always appreciate it. All right, so Pat's looking ahead to Thanksgiving Day and the quarterbacks – uh, that day, I know, Heath, we're, we're very much in week 11 still, but uh, you got Mitchell Trubisky at Matthew Stafford. You got Alex Smith at Dak Prescott and Matt Ryan at Drew Brees. So off the top of your head, rank those quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Brees, Ryan, Trubisky will be my top three. Don't play Alex Smith. Don't play Alex Smith. I don't remember the rest of the names. So uh, I just... Dak Prescott and Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I would probably put uh, – I'd probably go Stafford fifth and Dak fourth. I would agree. So it's Breeze one, Ryan two, Trubisky three, Dak four, Stafford five, Smith six. There you go. There's your Thanksgiving rankings at quarterback, something I didn't think we'd be talking about. But Pat in Ohio <laughs> has a way of making things special. We always appreciate his phone calls. All right, Chris, in Kansas, you're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, I had a question. I got actually a two-part question. Uh, tight end, I have O.J. Howard and Jack Doyle to choose from. And then okay. flex, I have Dalvin Cook and Golden Tate. I think the flex is easy. Yeah, I think I think both of them are relatively easy. I'm okay. going to go with O.J. Howard and go with Dalvin Cook. I would agree. Very easy. Thank you, Chris, for the phone call. Next we go to Juan in Chicago. Juan, what's your question for us tonight in Fantasy Football? CBS Sports what's Radio. Up? Hey, hey, first off, hey, Patton, Ohio is trash. His bars are a low end flex. He got low end flex bars. <laughs> hey, right. well, uh, hey, I got a full point PPR question for you: Joe Mixon, Carryon Johnson, or Philip Lindsay? I need a win here. 
All right, well, first off, Juan, next time you call, you got to come back with your own bars because, you know, you can't be calling somebody else out and not, you know, stepping up yourself. So uh, we need to have... Yeah, uh, look for me on SoundCloud, and, uh, you know. Look for me on SoundCloud on YouTube, Juan All right. All right, there you go, Juan <laughs> and Beyond. <laughs> uh, Juan Million, one million. There you go. All right, PPR, Joe Mixon, Carrion Johnson, Philip Lindsay. Needs one. Oh, I hate to go away from the start of the week, but I would actually go with Mixon. Mixon, really? I, I would go with. I've got. I've got Mixon just ahead of Johnson, and Johnson just ahead of Lindsey. Mixon would be third for me. I'd go actually carry on one, Lindsey two, and Mixon three. Carry on's just been so good in the passing game, uh, the last couple of weeks. Mixon makes me a little bit nervous with that knee injury against Baltimore, but uh, you can take your choice there, one, and hopefully uh, our. Uh, our fantasy advice is, is better than some of the raps uh, that you like or dislike. Uh, Louie in Wisconsin, you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Louie, you there? Louie, going once, going twice. Sold to Francisco in New York. You're up next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Francisco, are you there? Hey, guys. Uh, uh, flex. Half PPR, are you starting Peyton Barber, Josh Adams, Brandon LaFell, or Traquan Smith? Thank you. We've talked a lot about how much we like Traquan Smith this week. I think I'd actually go with Peyton Barber in this situation. Definitely the better floor play. There's more upside for Traquan, but I'd go with Barber. Barber's interesting. You know, uh, another guy that dealt with some injuries this week, but made it through a full practice on Friday. I think he was removed from the injury report as well, so... Uh, again, the Giants have allowed a touchdown to a running back every game so far this season. I don't think we're going to see Jacquez Rogers find the end zone. If somebody's going to keep the streak alive, it will be Peyton Barber. Uh, Mike in Boston, you're up next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. Uh, I got a flex uh, half-point PPR. Um, it's Deion Lewis or Corey Davis. Battle of Titans. Titans. Yeah, a couple of Titans. Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. There you go. Listen, I I believe in the Corey Davis breakout. I believe in this matchup. He's a top 15 wide receiver for me this week. I'm going with Corey Davis. I like Lewis slightly better, but not enough to disagree with Heath and make things confusing for you, Mike. So I will agree and take Corey Davis. I think both guys have the chance to play really, really well this week. Uh, Hopefully Corey Davis keeps it up. Ten targets each the last two weeks. First time in his career back-to-back games with double digits and targets. So that's nice to see. And Marcus Mariota finally looks healthy, which is why we're talking about him as a streamer. Uh, I think this next caller is just D. So D in California, your question for us on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. D, turn your radio off. All right, D. D, you there? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, hey. I'm here, man. What you got? Hey, so a uh, question. Uh, I have uh, I'm flexing Philip Lindsay, and I'm starting Fournette, and I'm starting McCaffrey. I have Thielen as my wide receiver one. I want to start Miller because of the upside, uh, Anthony Miller for the Bears. Uh-huh. But I have Marlon Mack, Corey Davis, and Demarius Thomas on my bench. This is my first year playing standard league, standard scoring. So I'm wondering if do you guys feel like my lineup is solid, or should I mix it up a little bit more, or what do you, what do you guys think? So just so I understand things, you got Philip Lindsay, Leonard Fournette, and Christian McCaffrey all starting running back and flex. Adam Thielen at yes, one sir. wide receiver spot, and Anthony Miller at the other. Yes, sir. Okay, and I think I we're going to tell you. I think we're going to tell you to swap out Anthony Miller, put in Corey Davis, and that should set your lineup for you for this week. That's absolutely right. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking, man. I I I, I felt like I didn't I shouldn't get cute with it, man, and just roll with the number one at, at Tennessee. Yep, he's been great. He's got a man crush on him, and he's certainly performing well the last two weeks. Jim in Milwaukee, you're uh, you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. 
Hi, guys. Standard scoring league. I need two out of three out of uh, Cortland Sutton, John Brown, and Calvin Ridley. Two out of three in a non-PPR league out of Cortland Sutton, John Brown, and Calvin Ridley. And you know, this is probably somebody we should have talked about, and it's John Brown. And it's all those Ravens wide receivers with the quarterback change. It sounds like Lamar Jackson, some Robert Griffin III. That, that's caused me to drop Brown way down in my rankings. Calvin Ridley's the one definite start here. I would go with Brown still over Cortland Sutton, but it's really it's close enough to get to flip a coin. It's whichever one of these guys scores a touchdown this week. And we did see Sutton play one game so far without Demarius Thomas. He did not play exactly great. It was Jeff Hireman who stepped up, but Sutton is one of those big plays. They're very similar. Sutton and John Brown are kind of you know uh, big play threats. I would still stick with John Brown also because there is a wild card that if it is RG three, you know John Brown could play well and Lamar Jackson. Look, we don't know if he can connect down the field with. Uh, with Brown, but it is a very good matchup. Uh, Michael in Minnesota, you're on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, speaking of that, Lamar Jackson, I also have Eli Manning. I need to pick one or the other, but I can, in our league, we can pick up uh, the backup quarterback. I can pick up RG3, and I do get his points as well if I have him on my roster. Okay, so it's either Eli Manning or the Ravens TQB, essentially. So, Keith, what do you like better here, Eli Manning or the combination of Lamar Jackson and Robert Griffin? There are some weeks that Lamar Jackson could have made his debut, and I would have said start him over Eli Manning, but this is not one of those weeks because Eli Manning's facing the best matchup in fantasy football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Start Eli Manning. I would agree. Stick with Eli Manning, and as anybody who listens to our podcast knows, the Giants apologist on the show is Heath Cummings. Loves Eli Manning week in (laughs) and week out. Abe in Cleveland, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. All right, so I got uh, Thielen and Devontae Adams, my receivers, and I got um, my running backs are Zeke and Aaron Jones, who played Thursday night. I need a flex. It's between uh, Colin, Alex Collins, John Brown, and Marvin Jones. Well, Marvin Jones is out, so you're deciding between Alex Collins and John Brown. Two Ravens, and uh, I think this choice is going to be easy for us. Go ahead, Ethan. Oh, it's absolutely Alex Collins. I like the fact that you could have just asked us about the flex, but you wanted to brag about how good your starters are, and they are phenomenal. So you deserve to brag just a little bit, but Alex Collins is the top 20 wide receiver. James White and Shady, but they have a bye this week. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm assuming your your fantasy team is in pretty good standing, and congratulations to you to have Devontae Adams get off to a great start. All right, Anthony in Chicago, you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, JB and Heath? I got a flex um, between John Walsh, Mizan Ross, and uh, Adam Humphreys. So a couple of uh, number two slash number three receivers, and I mean in some cases for Adam Humphreys maybe number four. So flex, uh, Anthony, is it PPR? Yeah, PPR, yeah. Okay, so that makes things a little bit better for Humphreys. Who are you going with here, Heath? John Ross or Adam Humphreys? I'll still go with John Ross. These guys are very close in the rankings. They could not be different as wide receivers. Ross is the big upside guy. Humphreys is going to catch some passes, but he he has so he got two pass touchdowns a couple weeks ago, and that matched a career high for a season. I, I don't want to play Adam Humphreys. Uh, a little bit tough for him. He took advantage of that great matchup against the Panthers in terms of being a slot receiver. Another reason why I like Theo Riddick this week, because slot receivers have success. Uh, against the Panthers. Rusty in Tennessee, what's your question for us here on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio? Hey, guys. Hey. Um, I have Connor, Fournette, Lindsey, and McCaffrey, and I need to sit one. Who would you sit? 
So James Conner, Leonard Fournette, Philip Lindsay, and Christian McCaffrey, another guy that's just loaded with talent. We uh, we are very happy for you, Rusty, uh, but sometimes yeah. we have some of these tough decisions. So, Heath, who's, uh, who's the odd man out? At the top of the show, you asked me about Leonard Fournette, and I said, well, I'm not excited about him, but you're still going to start him. You're actually not going to start him. Leonard Fournette's the one that I would sit out of that group. I think you have to. Just the other three guys are in a little bit better situations given their respective matchups. Uh, this week, Lee in uh, Washington, D.C., you're next up on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys, I got uh, two questions for you. For tight end, are you going with Burton or Hooper? And then two of the four, I got Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, T.Y. Hilton, and Deion Lewis. TBR. All right, so Trey Burton or Austin Hooper, a tight end? I've got these guys back-to-back in, in non-PPR. I would start Hooper over Burton in both formats, though. I would start Hooper also, and then two of the four, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, T.Y. Hilton, or Deion Lewis. Mm, I'm going to go with Mixon, and I'm going to go with Boyd. Okay, I'll go with Mixon also, but I'm going to go T.Y. Hilton. Just yep. the, the, the way to attack the Titans' defense is with their receivers, and T.Y. Hilton, I think, is due for a big game this week. Uh, Robin, Wisconsin, you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys, thanks for the thanks for the show, and thanks for the podcast. Um, Thank you. couple of questions. I'm uh, flex uh, between uh, Coleman, Mack, and Lindsey, and then Kittle is my starting tight end. He's on a bye. I've got Doyle on my roster, but I could I could stream uh, either Hooper or uh, McDonald are, on, are available right now. Okay, so uh, flex spot between Tevin Coleman, Marlon Mack, or Philip Lindsey. I'll start the uh, start of the week, Philip Lindsey. I would agree, and then he can either go Doyle or Hooper or drop one for Vance McDonald. Or I'm sorry, he can go Doyle or drop one for or drop him for Hooper or Vance McDonald. I would go with Vance McDonald and non PPR Austin Hooper and PPR. I think you'd probably go Hooper and both. I would go Hooper and both. I just think you saw Dallas get torched last week by Zach Ertz. Well, obviously Austin Hooper's not that type of guy, but the week before they gave up a touchdown to John o. Smith as well. Um Ian in Massachusetts, you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey guys. I have a uh, PPR flex question. Um between Golden Tate and Mark Ingram. Thank you. So PPR flex, Golden Tate, expected to get more playing time from, according to Coach Doug Peterson for the Eagles, or Mark Ingram? I'm going to go with Mark Ingram. I Listen, if it's like last week, Mark Ingram get more, maybe get more targets than Golden Tate. I'm going to have to sure. see it from Tate before I, before I put in my lineup. Yes, again, tough matchup against the Eagles, but Mark Ingram uh, with the Saints at home. It's not a primetime game, but it's uh, pretty close. Four, uh, 4.25 start, so... Hopefully the uh, the crowd is rowdy as it usually is. Nate in Rhode Island, you're next on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Um, a full point PPR. Um, Leonard Fournette. I have to choose. I'm sorry. Two out of three. Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, and Marlon Mack, please. Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, and Marlon Mack in PPR. In PPR, I have these three back to back to back, and I've got it Cook, oh, Mack, man. Fournette. I'm going to go Fournette, Cook, Mack. I just do not want to trust him in that matchup in terms of Marlon Mack against the titans all right heath this has been fun i know i asked you a question to answer you'll have to save it for another time uh, i want to thank uh kevin wall and ryan hickey for their help tonight and everybody who called in coming up next is a saturday night huge show you can listen to us tomorrow at 11 o'clock eastern on cbs sports hq and cbs sports radio for heath cummings i'm jamie eisenberg good luck in week number 11